join with me for the next few minutes while I share with you a series of thumbnail truths that the Lord has laid in my heart to leave with you in these strange and difficult times. thumbnail this afternoon is taken from John chapter 3 verse 7. The Saviour said to Nicodemus, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The 18th century preacher called George Whitfield was born on the 17th of December 1714. He died on the 30th of September in 1770, age 55. And from the day of his conversion to the day of his death, he constantly preached in this text of Scripture, John 3, verse 7. He preached it in the United Kingdom. He preached it in the colonies of the great United States of America. And one day a lady challenged him and said, The Reverend Whitfield, why are you always preaching on the same text, John 3 and 7? And here was his answer. Because you must be born again. And being born again lies at the very heart of the gospel. And I believe that in our day and generation of spiritual decline, when many people lack a basic understanding of what the gospel is, that we need to rediscover and be reintroduced to some of the great truths that have to do with the gospel message itself. And one of those great truths is the doctrine of regeneration, or to simply put it, the doctrine of the new birth. And I have three things that I want to share with you this afternoon. I want you to think, first of all, of the meaning of the new birth. These words were spoken to Nicodemus. Who was he? Could I tell you he was a deeply religious man? He was a devout Jew. Did you know that he was also a ruler of the synagogue, a member of the Sanhedrin Council, a body of 70 men that run the Jewish uh, religious life of the people in the first century? And also, he was a very respectable man, outwardly righteous. He was righteous in his own eyes and in his own thinking. Many would have said, yes, Nicodemus, you're a very, very godly man. And yet it was this man that the Lord Jesus said, marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. And let me tell you what the new birth is not. The new birth has nothing to do with rites and ceremonies. This deeply religious, respectable, righteous man had undergone all the rites and ceremonies of his Jewish religion. And yet it was this man that was told, Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. You see, it has nothing to do with the rites and ceremonies that we experience in the church. Absolutely nothing to do with baptism. There's no such thing as baptismal regeneration. I totally and utterly reject the doctrine of baptismal regeneration. It has nothing to do with confirmation classes. It has nothing to do with being catechized, neither in the shorter or the larger catechism. You see, the new birth is not a step in man's natural development. The new birth has nothing really to do about the reformation of character. I remember years ago in one of our churches in Coleraine, a man came in started listening to the gospel. A few weeks later, he got a new suit. He got his hair cut. He had a clean shave. 
He, he started talking the language of the uh, Christian in the church. He started attending church. He started reading his Bible. Uh, and he thought that that made him a Christian. In fact, he later testified, I thought I had become a Christian by doing these things. And then he discovered this text of Scripture. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. You see, being born again has nothing to do with rites and ceremonies of the church. It is something that's spiritual. Nicodemus had a physical birth. He understood that. He, he was born of woman. He, he was born of water in that sense. That is physically of the flesh. And, and because he was born physically of the flesh, therefore he had life physically. And, and he could live out his life on the journey and circuit of time. And what we're saying is that what is true physically is also true spiritually. If you're spiritually born again, then you will have a spiritual life that is implanted in your soul. And let me tell you something more important. It's only something that God can do. If you read the margin of the Bible, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In verse 3 and verse 7, where it says, Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. These words, born again, literally mean born from above. That is born of God. You see, the Bible tells us that salvation is of the Lord. The Bible tells us, but as many as received him, to them give he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name, which were born not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, not of um, the, the flesh itself, but of God. You see, it's nothing to do with the will of the Pope or the priest or the preacher. It's nothing to do with hereditary. It's not the will of man himself, but it's born of God. The Spirit of God comes upon a man and infuses that man with new life. Think of a corpse. You can paint a corpse. You could prop a corpse up. You could poke a corpse. You could address a corpse, but it's still a corpse. Wasn't it Paul that said in Ephesians 2 and 1, And you have they quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. And you see, the Holy Spirit comes upon a soul and, and infuses that soul with new life. And that soul then becomes alive to God, alive to sin, alive to the need of the soul, alive to the Savior, alive to the great message of salvation. There's the meaning of the new birth. Think of the must of the new birth. Why must you be born again? Here's the answer. Without the new birth, you're going to perish. Without the new birth, you'll die in your sins. What does the corpse need if it's going to have life? It needs an infusion of life. It needs a spiritual resurrection. And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit does in the new birth. He comes upon a, a man he, or a woman he takes out the heart of stone. He gives a heart of flesh. He, he, he infuses a principle of new life in that soul. Remember the Lord Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. Uh, the Lord Jesus gives us a new freedom to whom the Son sets free is free indeed. He fills us with a new thinking. The will is renewed. The, the understanding uh, becomes enlightened. The, the, the affections that were formerly diseased have now been fanned into flame. And we've got a desire and a thought after God. We're alive to God. We're alive to what sin is. We're alive to our soul. We're alive to the great need of salvation. The Bible says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. How is that possible? How can we delight ourselves in the Lord when we have no thought or fear or regard for him? And the answer is, 
through the new birth. I remember my own conversion at 18 years of age and I understand now something that I didn't understand back then. One day I had no thought or fear or regard of God or the things of God. I lived for sin and self. And then all of a sudden I became alive to God. I became aware of him, my sin, my soul, my need of salvation, my need of the Savior. Who or what opened my eyes of understanding? Who brought to my attention the voice of the Lord? It was the Holy Spirit. The, 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 the Holy Spirit of God that, that, that wrought this great work. Think of the must of the new birth. I want you to think finally as we close of the marks of the new birth. You know, over in the epistle of John, it says in 1 John chapter 5, he makes this statement. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and every one that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of God. You see, one of the first marks that the new birth will uh, bring into our understanding is this desire to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour, as the Son of God and Saviour of the world. Um, whosoever is born of God believeth in Jesus Christ. The word believeth is present continuous tense. It means I am believing, I have believed, and I will keep on believing. It, it, it's not a, a decision just for a moment. It's the principle of the whole life. That, that's what Habakkuk said, the just shall live by his faith. And this faith, remember, is a gift of God given by the Holy Spirit and planted within us, enabling us to lay hold of Christ. But as many as received him, to them give a power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name, which were born. I, I asked you this question. Have you been born of God? And is the evidence that you've received Christ, is he your Lord and your Saviour? I, I don't want you to be like Mervyn. I don't want you to think that joining a church, getting a new suit and a haircut and a shave and taking on a new language and putting away smoking and drinking and cursing makes you a Christian. It doesn't. You need to be born again of the Holy Spirit. And here's one of the marks that you will believe in Jesus Christ. You'll put your faith and trust in him as Lord and Savior. Another one of those marks is he that is born of God loveth God. And if you love God, you love the saints. You love the souls of men. You love the scriptures. It says, for this is the love of God. Everyone that loveth and is born of God keepeth his commandments. And his commandments are, are not grievous. How do you view the scriptures of truth? Do you receive them as a word from God for your very own soul? Do you receive it as a God-breathed book? See, that's another evidence. Love to God means that you love the Savior, love the saints, the souls of men, love the scriptures. You love the Sabbath because the Bible says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Another mark of the new birth is that you'll overcome the world for everyone that is born of God overcometh the world. You see, there's a worldview today and the worldview says there's no God. And the worldview says that there's no such thing as sin or, or, or the immortality of the soul or the need of salvation. Men live in sin and, and live for self without God, independently of God. But in the new birth, you're alive to God. And, and you overcome that worldview. You, you fight against it. Remember the psalmist said, uh, uh, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Uh, those words, the counsel of the ungodly, the ungodly have advice to give. How do they give it? Through the means of television. 
uh, through the means of mass communication, whether in radio or magazines. Maybe it's a Hollywood film star. Maybe it's some footballer. And you're listening to their worldview and you're thinking about their lifestyle. But remember, whenever they speak, they're speaking the thoughts of men. They're not speaking the thoughts of God. They're not telling you the mind of God. They're certainly not telling you the truth in regard to having a proper worldview. A proper worldview has God at the centre because we read in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And, and you will overcome the world if you're born of God. Even if you face persecution and opposition, you will look to the Lord and count yourself worthy to suffer in the Master's name. Another thing that you'll do as a mark of the new birth is you will hate sin and love righteousness. And I ask you today, as a Christian, do you hate sin? In all its shapes and forms. He that is born of God not, not willfully or habitually practice sin. Because remember the Lord Jesus come to save us from sin. Not save us in sin, but save us from it. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And the Bible tells us, The Lord knoweth them that are his, but let every one that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So in understanding the new birth, once you grasp, grasp its meaning, what it's not and what it is. And once you begin to understand the necessity of this, that the Lord Jesus with absolute authority addressed this to a very religious, respectable man who was a ruler of the synagogue, and then you, you allow these marks uh, to um, fill your mind. And, and then you begin to examine yourself in light of the scripture. Have I got the marks of the new birth? Have I believed in Christ? Am I a genuine lover of God? Is the love of God in my soul? Do I overcome the world? Do, do, do I practice righteousness? Do I hate sin? Am I a lover of truth? I trust today that the Lord will bless you and give you a deeper appreciation and a better understanding of some of the great truths of the gospel. Thank you again for listening. Amen.